Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. No man taketh away my life from me. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. Our Lord said those magnificent words to the Jews just before he began his passion. Guéranger, the author of the liturgical year, says that now is the hour for the fulfillment of those words, and death, well, death shall feel their whole force. In the twinkling of an eye, the soul of Jesus enters the sepulcher and reunites itself with that body which three days before it had departed amidst an agony of suffering. The sacred body then returns to life, raises itself up, the bruises have disappeared, and the blood has been brought back to the veins. He is risen. Father Faber, a great spiritual author, I recommend that you read his books. He said, while the shame of our Lord's passion had been in the light of day, on the bare hilltop, and in the sight of hostile multitudes, in other words, it was very public, the resurrection was accomplished in the gray of early dawn, without ministers or witnesses, except for a group of holy angels. It seemed as if our Lord wanted to continue his hidden life. And Faber continues, men are allowed, or permitted rather, to remember that our Lord predicted his resurrection and to suspect that his apostles will steal his body away and falsely assert that he had risen. And the guards who are set to watch are bribed to withhold such evidence as they could have given and which they themselves could not have explained. So human eyes were most unworthy to behold this divine mystery of the resurrection. Mary Magdalene, next, she came early in the morning. She came to the sepulcher. She intended to anoint the body of Jesus, but instead she found not the body. She rather, as the gospel tells us, saw the stone taken away. And then she heard the angels declare that Christ, whom she seeks, is risen and is not here. She does not yet believe. She runs to tell the disciples. She finds Peter and John, who then follow her to the tomb. John ran faster than Peter because he was younger, but also he was more fervent in his love for Christ. But when they, are, when they reached the sepulcher, John did not go in first. He gave way to the first Roman pontiff and let him go into the sepulcher. They no longer saw 
that mangled body that they laid there three days ago. Instead, they see an empty tomb. They saw the winding sheet, neatly folded and left behind, which proves that the body had not been stolen, for thieves would not have taken the time to fold up those sheets. Yet it says that after all of this that has just gone on, the disciples, well, they knew not the scriptures that he must rise again from the dead. Because of the wonderful and strange nature of the mystery, they did not believe in the resurrection, but thought that our Lord merely spoke in parables. And so, to quote the gospel, the disciples went away again to their own home. Peter left wondering. St. John went away believing. And Magdalene, she alone remained at the sepulcher to learn something more certain about what had become of her Savior. As a side note, St. Augustine says of her, Hence it came to pass that she alone saw Christ, she who remained to seek for him, for perseverance in a good work is a virtue. And for the next 40 days, our Lord would show himself to the apostles, eating with them, cooking for them, speaking to them, in order to show that he had truly risen from the dead. His resurrection gave hope and courage and strength to the apostles in those days. But his resurrection also gives hope to us. You know, rationalists and moderns today and others, they try to deny this truth of our future resurrection. Because why? Because it disturbs their conscience. If there is a resurrection of their body in the future, then that means there is a soul, an immortal soul. If there is a resurrection, then there is a life outside of this earthly one. And if there is a resurrection, then there is a heaven and a hell to which all must go. And if there is a future resurrection of our body, then we cannot live in this life as we want, but we must follow the laws of God so as to attain eternal bliss in heaven. And so men deny the resurrection. But our body will, your body will rise on the last day he who raised himself from the dead has told us it is so. The hour cometh, he, our Lord said, wherein all that are in their graves shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that have done good things shall come forth unto the resurrection of life, but they that have done evil unto the resurrection of judgment. And this, St. Paul tells us, will happen in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye. So you and I will 
be raised from the dead. And our bodies, well, they will share in either the reward or the punishment of our deeds. This belief in the resurrection has been the source of great strength and encouragement to many. I think of the martyrs of the early church. When they were taken to, their, to the amphitheater to be dispatched, well, they raised their hearts to God. And they reminded themselves that though these bodies would suffer, suffer terribly for a few moments, that in the end, this same body would rise gloriously to share the happiness of heaven. St. Cyprian of Carthage, he cautioned his people against excessive sadness and grief, lest, he said, the heathens believe that we, have, we Christians have no hope in a future life. And we everyday Christians, we too should find courage in the thought of our resurrection. What would the cross be without a resurrection? St. Francis de Sales says, The everlasting God, in his wisdom, has foreseen from all eternity the cross that he now presents to you as a gift from his inmost heart. This cross he now sends you, he has considered with, all, with his all-knowing eyes, understood with his divine mind, tested with his wise justice, warmed with his loving arms, and weighed with his own hands to see that it be not one inch too large and not one ounce too heavy for you. He has blessed it with his holy name, anointed it with his consolation, and then taken one last glance at you and your courage, and then sent it to you from heaven, a special greeting from God to you, an alms of the all-merciful love of God. And that cross will lead to your resurrection. But the thought of the resurrection also demands that we live according to Christ's teachings. Why do you run away from Christ? He alone can bring you forgiveness and eternal life. Why do you stay away from Mass, those of you that might only show up once or twice a year? Why do you stay away from confession? You flee our Lord when he alone brings you life and resurrection. Today, Christ has risen. His hour of suffering passed, and now he is at rest. And for you, if you be, be truly risen with Christ this Easter Sunday, then mind the things that are above, not the things that are in this world. A blessed Easter. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.